Okay. You can, you can, you can, what's it called? It's recording now. It's recording but now. But you can, uh, what's it called? Chop it up and you can delete Edit this. It. This is being deleted yes. for future Mitch. <laughs> well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, what am I? Freaking magician. Or the Joker from that scene. the intern. Yeah. Hey, you can't talk during the intro. This is my Sorry. intro. Sorry. Um, for everyone wondering, for everyone listening, probably wondering, why is Mitch's voice so squeaky and cheeky and so charming and attractive? Well, it's not Mitch. It's not Mitch with a voice simulator or something. He's not a, a, bad, a bad mask killer from a bad horror movie. Um, anyway... <laughs> You can't talk during the... You can't talk. What's that? Oh, now I look like an idiot. Mitch has been on mute the whole time. <laughs> what are you, now I look like an idiot. Unmute yourself. Talk. I'm talking. Don't talk <laughs> during the intro. Uh, so, us here at Lanes, I'm saying us, not that I work here or anything. I am the hot intern. But we thought we'd change things up. Because even though... Salty doesn't, or Mitch, as everyone likes to call him, I like calling him Salty, as Mitch, um, he doesn't have a voice in but he does have something else. He has a birthday today. <laughs> Don't you? Can I talk? No, you can't. <laughs> Correct. He has a birthday. We thought we'd switch it up and kind of switch the mics and get to know the host Mitch for a little special edition birthday podcast. He put a volume thing down, which I'm... What volume? What did you put down? It, it doesn't matter. It's all it doesn't matter. Don't thing. talk. Don't talk. <laughs> Until I introduce you. It's a long intro. I know. It's a super long intro. But that's what the people want. I've seen in the comments by some <laughs> Christian dude that he wants a long intro. And long intros are the best thing in the world. Plus, I've never done this before. So I'm just rambling like it's a speech. You're right. One more thing, Mitch, before I can let you talk. I just want to say a nice little thing to start the podcast off. Hey, and Mitch wasn't expecting me to be nice straight away. <laughs> 364 days of the year, I reckon Mitch wouldn't put himself first. He'd put everyone before him first, you know, as a great friend. But today is about you, my friend. It's about you. Even though probably today you won't put yourself first. Um, so, keen for, I don't know what to say now. What do you usually say? Roll the intro. Without further ado, let's Without further ado. Wait, 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 one second. Just shout out to Books and Gifts Direct. Yep. Uh, new sponsor. It's been a sponsor for a while, but I guess it's a new sponsor. The other day I needed books and gifts, and I thought, wait a minute. <laughs> I know the exact place to go, so shout out to Books and Gifts Direct. Yeah, it came up. Roll the intro. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Okay, you can talk now. What's up, Mitch? Now. Yo, not a lot. what's not it? A lot. How's not it a lot. feel? How's it feel being on the other side of the mic? Even though you're on the same side of the table usually. It actually doesn't feel very it feels pretty similar to be quite honest. It doesn't really feel any different if you ask me. Really? Yeah, well, it's still you still on, I'm still on the mic. I'm still talking. I'm still doing mm. the same stuff really. Yeah. Just to just to clarify, I've said this I think twice now. Yep. First podcast I've hosted, so 
I yeah. will be extremely horrible. If this podcast you hosted, um, probably your last. Yeah, probably my last. Yeah, if this airs, oh my God, followers all the way down. Minus 20 followers. <laughs> You'll have to buy a Russian following. Yeah, who yeah. would do that? <laughs> who would do that? Uh, shout out to all the Russian followers. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to like sit here for two hours. I got work, so. Yeah, um, big, big lock, deal. Big deal. I'm a big deal. Um, so just wanted to start quickly. Yep. What was it like growing up? Let's uh, get the full story of Mitchell Sultana. What we where'd you sit in class? Where'd you sit on the bus? Did you take the bus? You know, what you what you have for recess? What you have for recess on your second day of school? All that um, stuff. No, growing up was good, man. It was good. It was pretty. It was pretty chill. I've, where'd you grow up? I'm quite still so Sydney. I've lived there. I've lived there my whole life. Like it's it's good, man. It's kind of like I wouldn't say it's it's um upper class, but I'd say it's definitely middle class. Like it's yeah. definitely it's definitely a good place to grow up. There was another place I'd you know really known my whole life so growing up here i loved it it was a lot of fun you know having having a park you know down the street having basketball ring having basically anything i could you know get my hands on sport wise like balls you know i'd always be moving having a bike always going around and it's pretty cool like back we, we kind of caught the the back end of the era where as soon as the street lights turn on that's when you go home we kind of caught that back end yeah i'm not too sure if i you, always watch movies where yeah they just stay, and I'm like, that's... Yeah, so when it starts to get dark, then they used to go home. So it was pretty cool, man. But to be honest, I wasn't really home that much. I was always out and about, like, doing yeah. things, like, just always doing sport or doing after-school activities, stuff like Some that. Some things don't change, eh? Nah, some things yeah. don't change at all. Mm. So, yeah, no, I was I was pretty much... Pretty much had a pretty good childhood, man. I, you know, I only went to two schools my whole life. Yeah. I went to the same school in... in we did, we... Yeah. If anyone doesn't know, shout out to St. Joseph's Primary Schofield. Joseph's, yeah. I had no I was in kindy yeah, was, year one. Yeah, so we're one year apart. So yeah. we didn't know each other, but it was yeah. funny. We actually went to the same school. No idea. And no then idea. all of a sudden, best mates, basically. Best mates, basically. Yeah, hot intern. I'm freaking interning for you now. Far <laughs> out. Crazy. Yeah, no, so my, 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 school, my school was cool. Um, what yeah. were you like in class? Um, I wasn't Primary the, school. Like, I wasn't the smartest kid at all, but Troublemaker. Like, Knowing I, you, I, knowing I, I, you, I wasn't. I wasn't a troublemaker. Um, I was easily distracted. I can yeah. tell you that. So, yeah. and I was always that's that, one thing. All my friends seem to be just yeah. quiet. <laughs> I was that one kid that uh, always got in trouble because he was laughing a lot. I wasn't the kid oh, really? making trouble, but I was laughing. Yeah, so I always, I was always laughing at everything my mates used to do. Like, just when I was a kid, I just did just do silly shit. Like, and it's just yeah. you find the, the littlest things funny. I was always someone that just laughed Again, at everything. Again, some things don't change. No, some things don't change at all. <laughs> Shit. No, so I always, I always was pretty sweet, man. I just had a, had a pretty cool, had a pretty cool childhood. Uh, moving schools was different from the, from the start, but you know, moving primary school. Yeah, from, yeah. But once, because I just didn't know anyone at the time. But once I got acclimated to it, it was pretty sweet, man. It was, it was yeah. pretty good. Um, the school I went to, Rousseau, Anglican, I liked it. You know, like. Everybody thinks that the school they go to is a shit school, but it actually isn't. It was actually, I know, hey. You know, Everyone's like, grass like, is green on the other it, side. Like, it's not really. Like, it's yeah. just like, it was a pretty cool school. I went there for a long time. Um, and Any, yeah. like, super favorite memories or fond memories from that school? Or just that um, time with your friends? I don't know. It, it's hard. Like, I, I didn't have heaps of friends. Like, like I still don't now, which is which I like. But I didn't have heaps of friends, like, yeah, that I'd hang out with. Like, I probably had, like... During school, I had like one pretty good mate throughout the whole year, and then he left, went to another school. Yeah, and then when they left, one of my other good mates first came to the school. So you know, Barnsley, the sex pest from Pitt Town. So Yo. You know, yeah, yeah, the so fireman. He, he came. He's busy fighting fires. So big came, day for yeah. big day today for him. Yeah, he came. So we were actually um we are uh, clicked pretty basically straight away. 
Mm. And then we were in the same group, and we still talk to this day. He's, probably, he's the only guy from school I talk to from this day. Oh, no, yeah. Which he's is, one of your best mates for sure. Yeah, no. I've so. been on the. If we were at Frango's and we, <laughs> you got a phone call. We weren't sitting in your van because at that point you couldn't sit down into nah. the Frango's. He calls you, yeah. and you go, Chris, can I take this? And yeah. I went, Of course you can freaking take it. I was yeah. about to say fucking, but I was like, I can't swear. Yes, I can. You swear. I can. swear. Fuck yeah, I can swear. And then you took the phone call, and then it was like you two. We're like twins talking. Well, it's like when, you, when you're friends with a kid from school, you go back into what you were when you He'd were He'd be fine kid. if we were talking about... Yeah. He wouldn't care. Yeah. Like, Shout it, to you, Daniel. It, it just goes back into... Like, you go back into that world where you just... You find the littlest things funny. Like, I remember... One of the funniest memories I had when we were playing... It was our year 12, like, the day before we officially graduated. Mm. And we played, like, a school teacher's versus um, year 12 soccer game. Anyway, we were playing... And our old year advisor, he was he was alright. Like, I think they looking back, he was alright, cat. But he was a bit of a toss sometimes. Like he always was just it was just niggling people on the on the soccer field. And I just had the shits for some reason. And I just said, <laughs> and Barnsley said, he said the best thing that happened in year twelve was he said salty said to our year advisor, sir, get fucked. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. Like sir, I go, feel like because you're fucked. in the you're you're during the uh, year twelve yeah. verse thing. Uh, and the, so, the whole, you can actually say shit. The whole like the whole week of that was just so it was different, man. Like when you graduate, it's so anticlimactic. Like it was just oh, you reckon big build up for nothing. Yeah. Like oh yeah, the next day after you, you graduate, that's it. It's like there's nothing. Yeah, like there's like. Did you know what you wanted to do? Year yeah, eleven, year twelve time or? Yes, yeah, so I wanted to do something. I wanted to do sports science, maybe like a PE teacher or something in sport. Yeah, and I still do it to this day. Do something in sport, but. You know, where'd that stem from? Was that because your mates wanted to do it? Is that you just no? So I I always love sport. Like every time, like this is funny. Like this is aging. Like whenever whenever dad used to get the paper and he used to finish it, I used to always turn it to the back page. Always look at sport first. Yeah, like I always thought sport was the biggest. Me too. Always thought sport was the biggest thing in. In, in life and it's still yeah, a massive the front thing. page never no nah, front page is, is always fucking kiddies compared yeah. to the back page like shout out to John Howard but I don't yeah. care <laughs> what scale you're in but yeah no nah, fucking always looked at the back page of sports I always like sport that was always something that I just I grew attached to and I always liked doing that and then you know going after school I didn't really like like I didn't like anything learning I didn't like reading anything like that shit mm. so, and I wasn't wasn't that I was bad at it or good at it I was basically average like 50% like I was like if I was to take a test on something, I'd get basically at 50% and everything. Yeah. But, like, I didn't really care about any of that stuff learning-wise. Was that, you reckon, just you weren't interested in... No, nah, bro. Like, I'm not interested in science. Like, some people can be, but I'm yeah. not. Like, I'm, I'm interested in sport, like, cult, culture, fashion, shit like that. That's what I like. And now it's getting bigger and bigger, and now there's more of an appetite for it. But back then, like, no one really cared, like, about shoes and shit. And Especially just American sport yeah, in 100%. general. Like, I think... I'm the same as you. Uh, we I like the NBA, yeah, bro, NFL, I, and stuff I, like that. I, I but a lot the, of people didn't fuck with that type of so stuff. So it's funny, like because like, I only had like sixty people in my year twelve. I mean, officially graduated. Yeah. I was the only person that liked basketball my year. Like, no, my, fair enough. My fair year, enough. like yeah. it was like no one liked that. Like everybody, like every whenever I used to come to school, like we had monthly day. I used to wear like different shoes all the time, and people were like, "Oh fuck, you're wearing this." Like I used to be like, different "What is that? What's sense. everyone else wearing?" Oh, back then, Roshis were a big thing. Oh, yeah, for me, they were. So I back, back, I got Roshis in 13, and then the next year, everyone was wearing them. So then I just wore, like... I used to wear Jordans to school. Like, people yeah. were like, what are they? I used to wear, like, like Concord spreads, like, 11s, shit like mm. that. And people were like, what are they? they? They look ugly. Now you look at it, everybody wants a pair, yeah. which is funny like that. But, yeah, I used to wear just, like... You're an OG, huh? Well, yeah, I would say... <laughs> I would say that... 
like I well, I got into this thing game early, like compared to most people. Like I was into it when I was fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Like lining up at Castle Hill, Castle Hill Towers, Nike at seven in the morning, and then getting a pair anytime I wanted. Like I don't know, Castle Nike. If no one knows. That used to be the best place to get sneakers in Australia, in Sydney, if you ask oh, me. Oh, yeah. Untapped. No one knew Shout about it. Shout out to the um, Uncovered podcast. Actually, yeah, one, one, yeah, one of the one of the episodes, they actually mentioned yeah. Nike Castle Towers. Right, Nike I was Castle like, Towers, Towers was cracked. Like, I remember, like, Bread 11s, they used to be the hot, like, like December, it used to be Jordan 11s season, basically. And every time there yeah, was every a Jordan 11, I remember the Bread 11s sat there for a month at that Nike Castle Towers, and over America, people were getting shot for them. Like no, I remember the Space James too. Yeah, it was just crazy. Yeah. Like these just used to sit there all the time. Mm. So as a kid, man, like as a kid, whenever I saw that, I used to try to fucking figure out a way to get shoes. And I, my old man was a bit of a sucker for it. So I said to my old man, I say if I do good on this test or if I do this right, would I be able to get these shoes? I did the exact same. And he was like, yeah, if you can do that. So I remember he said to me, if you get 65% on your business studies test, I'll go, we can go get a pair of shoes. Oh, he did business studies? Yeah, I hated it. Hated it. Got, really? Yeah. Got 66%. Yeah. Got okay. 1% over. So I yeah. got the base, basically. And he's like, all right, let's go get some shoes. But back then, like, no one did business studies. So I was eight from... I got 66 oh, and okay. I was eight from the class out of, yeah. like, 40. Yeah. So, like, and I didn't even do commerce. I just did it because my old man said you should do it. Yeah. So, like, fucking... I just... Any way I could get a pair of shoes, I would. Yeah. And then, whether it be get up at six in the morning, get a bus to towers or something like that, mm. I'd find a way to get them. Yeah. But yeah, like going back, like shoes, shoes and shit. Like no one talked about that. But I didn't yeah. really like learning. I hated learning when I was at school. Didn't like it. Yeah, thought it was a waste of time. And then I saw, I saw the repercussions of it. I saw my brother, and yeah. he didn't like learning. And then I saw him become a fucking mechanic. And no discredit to people like that. But fuck, that's just not your path. Nah, no way. I'm not gonna yeah. break. Like it's too much hard, too much hard work for me. And then I'm not gonna yeah. break my back to do that shit. Like yeah. late, getting up at five in the morning, come home at like six at night. Like it's just not. That wouldn't be for me. Like no yeah. way. So I realised, like, in year 11 and 12, like, year 12, I'm like, well, if I've got to do something, I'm going to have to do something that I want to do. And I thought I want to... That you like, love. Yeah, I always like Or at sport. least somewhat love. Yeah, I always like sports. So I was like, if I could do something in sport, I'll be happy, I'll be kiddies. Yeah. So, it won't feel like work. No, it won't feel like... Well, not even that. It was just... if I like I love I like being in team environments and shit like that. Mm. Like, and I I was... I, was, I, got, I applied for AC, a, not ACPE. Yeah. The one Juice went to. And I got in there and then the... What's like, ACP stand for? Australian College of Physical Education. Okay. So anyway... Like, I was like thinking it was Australian Catholic Physical Education. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. So I got in there and and, and in September I was going to take it. I was going to say, like, yeah, sweet. And I took it. <coughs> I was like, oh, I'm sweet. I'm going ACP next year. And like two How hyped were you? Were you? I was happy, like, because I because I didn't get a good ATAR. I got like in the yeah. thirty. I got like thirty three or some shit. Yeah, like because I, I I didn't I didn't study once in year twelve. Yeah, like once, and it wasn't to say that I, I didn't care. It's just yeah. it, it wasn't for me. I knew there was more to a yeah. fucking. What was the um between year twelve and going to uni period like for you? Bro, it was boring because it it's a weird period. It's like it was boring because there was nothing for me to do, and then I got a job working at masters. Shout Hill. out. Re- rest, rest in peace. Rest in peace to that place. My mum used to work for them. But I got hired in November, right? Okay, cool. But I didn't start till February because they were still building yeah. the store. They were still yeah, no, building they were. it. And I was only casual, so I was like doing – so I wasn't doing it. So I started my induction in February. So I had like two months basically to do nothing. Yeah. And bro, I used to get up, just do nothing, just wake up. It's like when you're on school holidays. We just on school holidays for a long ass period of time. No, that's what I mean. That's probably one of the weirdest periods of my life. That's and it was I just like I wasn't doing anything, and it kind of fucked me because, like, 
I remember like that became a normal thing just not to do anything during the day, just to chill out with your mates, go shoot around. And like that wasn't like life. So when I was going to. It's a very easy life. Oh, bro, easy. Yeah. So when I was going to go to uni, the two weeks before I, I, I came, I was like, nah, I don't want to go. You know, I don't know if I want to do it. I want to do a gap year. And it was probably the best and worst thing for me because the gap year probably lasted for three years. But in saying that, I didn't. I didn't do something that I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and then the year after. So you didn't want to you didn't want to dive in yeah. head first into yeah, the I, exercise. Science I just stuff. didn't know if I because at the end of the day I hated science at school and mm. I was going to do something that's exercise science. Yeah. Do you regret that decision or? Nah, I don't regret yeah. it. I, I do. at the time did you? Nah, no, nah, I didn't regret no. it at the time. No, I was yeah. pretty, I was pretty sweet on it. Like yeah. at the time, you know, I was still thought that I could make something out of basketball, which is crazy to say because like went back and looked at yeah. it. Yeah. No, let's backtrack then. Let's so you decide not to go. Yeah. What's the next six months look like for you then? So I just said to my, I said my old man's like, if you don't do it, that's fine because old, old man's been pretty instrumental in everything I've done. Yeah, for sure. He said if you don't want to do it, that's fine. Just you know, just start working. So I got the job at masters. And I was working basically four to five, three to four days a week, four or five days a week, depending on shifts, weeks, and stuff like that. And I didn't mind it. Masters was sweet. It was whatever. But I knew like it was good that I worked there because like now I look at it like you'll working. never like it. Was that your first job? First, nah, first, first actual job or first job I worked at um, the canteen at Hills. Okay, my old man. Yeah, yeah. Out. Okay. Some people say that wasn't a job. The like, basketball stadium. Yeah, yeah. Some people say that wasn't a job. Well, I, I reckon it still is. But yeah, that was my first job. First job that you got. Yeah, yeah like, by myself. Yeah. So I, I was doing that. And Did you interview for that job? Yeah. How was that it. process? It was all right. It's well, pretty daunting. The first. It was, all right. it was a group interview. I nailed it. Right. Oh, so group interview. Even so better. this the thing was the group interview. Usually they do. So if you're successful in the group interview, you have to do an individual interview. Yeah. Usually. Anyway, there was. There was like 50 people in the group interview, right? 50? And yeah. like cause they'll, oh, they'll, they'll I was just thinking like 10. Like, they were just interviewing like different people for different positions. Yeah. Anyway, there was this thing. They said, um, Masters, they said, they said, Masters is owned by Lowe's. And some, and they asked the question, they said, what is Lowe's? And I did research on Masters. Lowe's in America is Lowe's hardware. It's not Lowe's over here. Mm. It's a hardware store. And I said, oh, put my hand up. I was like, oh, Lowe's hardware is in America. And it's owned by Masters. And like the manager like, correct. Mm. And then I was walking out and then one of the guys said, I said, oh, do you know what happens with the next process? He said, yeah, don't worry, you probably should get a call soon and you'll be sweet. I was like, oh, okay. Got a call the next day, got the job straight away. He's like, don't have to come in for the interview. You already got it. I was like, oh, fuck. So I was pretty sweet. And then I went in there, started working it. It was fine. But then I realized just the people that work full time there, they're different cats, man. Different breeds. Yeah. Different breeds. It's just like, it's not a job that I would want to do. Yeah, so you probably walk around being like, I don't want to... No. Why am I, I Why am I here? I don't want to be... There is a saying, like, in Buddings and, like, in Buddings and Masters, like, that's where all people go to die because it's just like... It is a weird like kind the, of mix of people. And when like, I the full-timers, they like, they just think that they're better than people. And I like... That, at the Masters, I worked at, at least. At least like, they yeah. thought they were better than people. And at the end of the day... These cats did nothing with their lives. That's why they're working there. Like, they didn't work hard for anything, so that's why they're doing it. And I don't really care. Like, that's the end of the day. They weren't doing anything. And I was 18. I was like, fuck, I couldn't do this for more than two years, mm. let alone fucking my, like, a full-time job. Yeah. And and I don't care at the end of the day. That's that's what I think. I just yeah. think, like, people that work there full-time. But rarely do you like your first job. No. Nah, no, nah, but, like, people that work there full-time, they don't, they didn't fucking, they didn't do anything with their life. Yeah, like they didn't because you're still working at fucking masters, or yeah. or that you you know it's just it's not. So a I'm job. guessing I was going to ask you if like you learned anything from yeah masters, but I would assume that it was just you realize that you don't want to you don't want to go to plan C D. Nah. You want to 
no, my, pursue something. What I learned was is if I keep if you if I cruise through life, I'll end up doing in a place that. you don't want to be. I'll end up yeah. I'll end up in the grind where or in the rat race. But that's something in my life to this day that there's no fucking. Yeah, chance. you don't want to be in a place where some eighteen year old can just yeah basically yeah. do the same job as you. Like I don't want to do that, and there's no skill. I didn't have any skill to get the job. I just said. Graduated year 12, and that was basically bang. No yeah. worries. So, like, I was just like, I'll, what I learned was there's no chance I can, there's no chance I'll do this. I've got to work hard. And then that fizzled out. But the best part about it, because I didn't want to do it anymore, I, I was still working there, but I applied for other jobs. And I applied for a job in Rose, in Rose Bay called Creambrook School Basketball Coaching. And, like, that's that's what I wanted to do as a job out of uni. And I applied for it. And I thought Creambrook, I read it wrong. I thought it was in Creambrook in Penrith. And that's much closer than fucking. Quakers Hill to Rose Bay. If people mm. don't know where Rose Bay is, it's, it's a, basically, it is it is like five minutes from Bondi. It's so, a nice little mistake. Oh. You're, you're thinking you're going out west, which you'd love. Yeah. You'd love Penrith, but yeah, love to go riff. to a place like Cranebrook, it's totally different. Love kind the of, roof. <laughs> it's a, I'm the host. You can't, <laughs> don't touch it. These are my buttons. Um, pretty, yeah, pretty good mistake to make. Oh, bro, it was a great mistake because like when I went there, the guy, so when I, when I got, um, a call from the guy, Stevie Whitehead. He said to me, hey, mate, I was like, good. What's he, he sportsmaster? He was the head of basketball. Head of basketball. And yeah. people who don't know Steve Whitehead, he was an ex-NBL player, played for the Kings. He's like in the Kings Hall of Fame. Like, Did he, he go to He was Rainbow? a kiddies. Nah, he, he was from Melbourne originally. Played, cool. with, played yeah. with Gazy and the Tigers, won a championship with Gazy. Yeah, like, he was just a, quietly. He, yeah. was a, he was a real good player. Like Averaged like 12 points a game in NBL. People might say, that's 12 points, but fuck, that's pretty hard to do. Anyway... He, he called me and he's like, I'll oh, come in for a trial shift. And I talked to him. He's like, mate, so you live in Quakers Hill? I was like, yeah. He's like, it's pretty far away. I was like, yeah. He said, well, if you get the job, you know, you might have to come in, you know, three, four times a week. I'm like, Did you have the Chrysler at the time? No, nah, I didn't have the okay, Chrysler. Because I, I know you love driving that thing, had, so it wouldn't be a problem driving. Nah, I had a Lancer. I had a Lancer at the time. And oh, you're better. Mate, Probably it, better fuel. That much better fuel. Yeah. Like, I, I did a week's tank yeah. going back. I probably would have done two tanks and yeah. fucking the, the, the whip now. Yeah. I got that, but I got that job. And that 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 was that was such a good job for me because it opened up like there's so much more to to Australia and Sydney than the West. Than the I Hills never, District, I had, like yeah. never been out from the Hills District ever in my life, really. So going from the the Hills in the West to the Eastern Suburbs, fuck it was no. Different. That's what I mean. The, not so it's a different Australia. That's culture the way shock. I, bit of the, culture shock. The way I look at it, it's a different Australia. It is yeah. so different, man. It's just. Yeah. Like I used to go to this 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 every time for lunch this chicken shop. I used to see Carl Sanderlands there. I used to see like all these different people. Char girl, yeah, Char girl. Yeah. Like car wash used to have Bentleys, Rolls Royces, like just like I saw like Michael Clark, the ex captain in Australia, Sophie Monk, like all these people. I just used to see like it's just like all the A-list. It's kind of like Hollywood and Beverly Hills for Australia. That's yeah. like how you can say. it. And then where I lived is it's not Compton. But I'm like 10, 15 minutes from it. I'm like yeah. 10, 15 minutes from... No, nah, legit. A lot of people either have a house in Byron or a place near Bondi or whatever. Right, it, yeah. it, was, it was so mad. And, you know, like going there, working there, you know, finishing like four or five o'clock, go down to the beach, chill out. It was so mad. And yeah. I used to go to this fucking bar all the time after work. Because sometimes like I finish work at 3.30 and I Do you want to shout out the bar? Yeah, the Beaver. Stuff Beaver yeah. in Bondi. The, the if kids, you know Mitch, he never talks about the stuff The, the kids, the Mickey Grouse ripstick yeah. anyway. So I used to go there all the time, and I became mates with the owner. And like every time I used to go there, he just didn't know. He just didn't is he know. still the owner now? No, nah, not at the moment. He's yeah. he's working somewhere else. He's, I think he's in back country in Randwick. Yeah, but you yeah, know nah, he was mad, Johnny. He was he was mad dog. Like he, I used to, I just didn't want to get stuck in traffic. So I used to go there for I an love hour. Traffic, so I used to go there in an hour and just like have a have a meal, chill out. 
And like every time I went in there, he he always used to turn TV on to basketball for me, and like used to make like get me wings straight away, like a free coke every time I got there. Like, and that was living for me. That was like yeah, because like at that time, like every time, like I I did that, like I I was loving it. And then so I worked, I was working there for the year for yeah. a year, and then so I just I would assume so with masters you learn about where you don't want to be. Yeah. And the next step was Cranbrook, and it was basically you're living the lifestyle yeah. you want to live for the rest of your life. Right. It, 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 Work, it, leisure. It really right? was. It really was. It was like, because like the way I looked, like, I was making like 18 bucks an hour at Masters, working eight hour days. I was working three hour days, four hour days, making the same money at Cranbrook. Yeah. Right, here, Doing something you're actually my, more passionate the about. The base, base hour rate was 35 bucks an hour. Yeah. Like, that's so. Crazy for a kid like like eighteen year old. Definition of work smarter. Just like oh, fucking yeah. working smarter, harder, bro. There was no day that I worked at Cream where I'm like, this is too tough. Yeah, bro. All I was doing was coaching kids. It was so easy. It was so fun. And Whitey was the best boss ever. It's like any time I couldn't come in, no stress. Mm-hmm. Didn't care. Like sometimes I used to go out on a Friday night. I was like, I just didn't want to get up that next morning. It's like, oh, Steve, I can't make it tomorrow. He's like, yep, all good. Like he was just such a kiddie's boss. Very accommodating. Yeah, very yeah. accommodating. Shouldn't have done it. I fucked him around a lot, but you you're know, a kid. Yeah, I was a kid, like, I just didn't know, and he was always cool about it, and he said to me one time, he's like, if you can't make it, just tell me a week in advance. I was like, all right, sweet. But he was always cool, so I worked there for a long time. I was working there for a year, and then the next year, he said to me, mate, if you know anyone that wants to come in and work, um, you know, come down and work, you know, just let me know. And at my time, at the time, I had a good mate, Mossy, who I was still playing at basketball with, and he was on this show previously, and I said to him, bro, do you want to get a job? Because he just got out of school then. I was like, bro, it's pretty easy. It's pretty fun. He's like, yeah, right. So, me and my, ba- my one of my good mates at Time Moss, still a good mate. We we used to go into the fucking eastern suburbs every time we got there. I will say one thing about Greenbrook. The people there, it took them a long time to warm up to a kid from the west. But some just of different way, just of, different. They just yeah. didn't even they just didn't even know. And it wasn't like I fucking came in with rat's tails or anything like that. It was just different space, speed because every every person that worked there. Used to be an exploit of the school. Yeah, that's like, usually I, the case with was, private schools. I was like the only kid, got, guy working there that was not an exploit. Like, yeah. or like sometimes they have like American guys that come over, like that just work there. So I was like one of the only exploits. So it took him a while for me to warm up, but like some of the good guys was like Oscar, Ed, uh, Hamish, uh, Jimmy. Like they were friends of the show. Friends, yeah, of the they, show. Were, they were great boys to me. And Benny O'Neill, like they were great boys, and they helped me out through through that. And then. Yeah, Mossy came and started working, and then Steve loved it because Steve wasn't from the East. He was from Melbourne, and he's like, the boys from the West, like, he loved it. He always called us the Westie boys. And we used to come in, man, and, like, it was just heaps of fun. Like, we were, just, we were basically getting paid to, have, like, play basketball, really. Like, it was yeah. so much fun. Yeah. And I did that for, like, since till 2019. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought yeah. up Mossy and basketball and coaching. Yeah. So I'd love to shift to that. Yeah. What was the start with basketball for you? Start of basketball, like, playing, coaching. Play or coaching? Let's go playing and then shift to coaching. Yeah, so started basketball playing. So I played nearly every sport when I was a kid. I played soccer, footy, cricket, uh, tennis, um, basketball, obviously. And I always, What sports did you not play? Um, I didn't play golf, I can tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't play AFL. AFL is a big sport in, yeah. in Australia. I didn't play that. I played like a... Like it was, a wasn't really big in Sydney. No, I played, a gala, I played a gala day of that. But yeah, um, yeah no, I played basically nearly every sport you could think of that's like yeah. common. Yeah. So I was uh, soccer was my first sport that I really liked. So I was always playing soccer, but I liked basketball a lot. So I consistently played basketball, and basketball is different. Like you're a man, you guy. Yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. you and PSG. I like PSG yeah. and, and Real. Yeah. Like, yeah. The way I, I don't look at it like you can only follow one team. 
If I follow different leagues, I'll follow different teams from yeah. different leagues. I follow players. Yeah, so maybe so I, I'm the worst. So United, I like PSG because there's a lot, and I still like everything they do. And then yeah. I like Real Madrid. Yeah, but yeah. Going back, I love soccer, so that was like my first like sport that I really liked. I was all right at soccer. I was playing rep soccer at the time, and then I was always still playing consistent basketball all the time. Because like, you, you're tall now. Were you tall for your age? Is that why you got I was, into basketball? I was kind of tall for my age, but like on my team, I was like the third, fourth tallest. But I was yeah. still like over tall, yeah. uh, over average height. Do you remember your first memory in terms of how you got into it? It's like for me personally, I remember watching the 2008 NBA Finals and went, yeah. "That's what I want to do." No, nah, well, was my, there a, well, my brother played it when he was oh, a okay, kid, at, yeah. kid at Hills. And then me I, too, my brother played it. And then every time, he liked the academy stuff. So every time after school, I used to have to go to Hills. And, mm. you know, my my parents were like, oh, well, he's there now. Why don't we just put him in? So well, that, did they have the canteen at the time? or No, this is after. Time. This is okay. after. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we'll So put Jake him. starts first? Yeah, Jake okay. starts first. <clears throat> and then he put him in. And then old man bought a ring outside the front of the house. So I used to shoot on that. Same ring as you have now? Uh, different ring now. I was going to say, pristine old, condition. Old school. Old yeah. school. The ring I got now is pretty kiddies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I used to just shoot around all the time. And then I think my um, parents put me into. A biddy ball team. Yeah. And were you naturally good to start with? Like, were you, um, Some was, people just have it to start with. So I was all right. I, was, I wasn't bad, but I wasn't great. But like, yeah. I could pick it up pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I wasn't good at, which is now probably one of the better things about shooting, I wasn't a great shooter. But mm. what I was good at, I was good at like passing and just reading the game from the get-go. Just well, vision. By all means, I was pretty good at reading the games. Like every time I just made a clear-cut pass, like an easy pass. Yeah. So I just made like the right pass. And I think that came with soccer too. Because you have to see vision from a from a from a distance. Yeah. And basketball is so close compared to foot soccer. Like sometimes you have to do like a thirty meter through ball shit like yeah. that. So like, so it just seems easier because yeah. you've had yeah. You it's don't easy. have to like control with your feet. You can just be like yeah. Pass it. Like it was so much different passing like playing like a ball sport <clears> with my hands and shit. So like I loved playing it from the get go. Played bitty ball uh, first. Are you watching NBA at the time or not? Nah, I wasn't watching NBA. NBA. Like no. like the, I knew of AI Shaq. My dad, Just the got, big guy, my dad yeah. got me a Sixers ball, had Alan Iverson on it, so I looked it up. So my first favorite players like was AI Shaq and then LeBron, and then I've always carried LeBron since. But yeah, no, I fucking, I was, that, that's how I got into basketball, bitty ball. Played with Zoe, who's still at Hills now, and Berkey was my first head, like first technical coach. Yeah. So it's still cool to see that I'm still like, I still talk to them and still like always see them around. So it was like, it was pretty funny that I played with her. And then I, um after bitty ball, after Biddy Ball, I still liked it and enjoyed it. So we played that on Saturday mornings to afternoons. Yeah. And then I still played soccer on the Saturday mornings to afternoons. So it actually always worked out well. Yeah. It was always so well. tell me about the shift from, because you're playing two sports one yeah. day. What made you choose basketball? So surely at one point you had to choose. Uh, yeah. So at one point I had to choose basically like in year eight. Year yeah. eight. Year eight I had to choose. So I was still playing soccer and then I didn't want to play soccer anymore. So I played, um, I played, League, I played league, but I still played basketball. But and then the best thing in basketball, when you get older, it moves into weekdays. So you can play, you can play weekdays. Yeah, footy always stays. Yeah. Weekends, and then same with summer. In summer, I played cricket, but I always played basketball. A big part of it is because um, my parents, we were family friends with like the like the families and the teams. Yeah, so me we too. always got along with um, the families and stuff. And I always played, you know, with with certain teams and so yeah, I always played with these 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 two boys, twins. I used to have on my team. Always played with Dan. I played with Luke McArthur. I don't know if you know him. Love Luke Since McArthur. Because we used to go to primary school together. Oh, he'll great. Yeah, so we, we played for He's a long... He's got a kid now. Yeah, I know. Shout crazy. out to that little kid, yeah, little so, McArthur. So we played, we played for a long time. We always played in the same team. 
And then he made reps. And then one year I trialed for reps and I didn't make it. I wasn't what year was that? Oh, 07. So the hardest part about it, now looking back at it, there is... 07? Yeah. So how old were you? I was would have been in year five. Top yeah. eight, the way I look at it, I would have been top age... So 12s. Top age 14s. Oh, okay. 14s or whatever. Top age yeah. 14s. And that's the reason I didn't make it because now I know as a coach... If you're a top age 14 yeah. and you're not a Hills player, they usually just fucking cut yeah. out, basically. How'd you react to not making the team? Yeah, I, I wasn't happy, obviously. I thought I could have made it because they had like two or three teams and like I was a bigger kid, tall, and I could I wasn't a bad mover and I could kind of like play pretty, play all right. So, I, you know, obviously you think you can make it. You always, you always, you always think you're good That's enough. That's why you go, yeah. You always think you're good enough. Got cut. It was actually, a, it, was, it was funny because after that time, I was like, fuck that, fuck Hills. You know, I don't want to play for Hills, this and that. And then I just ended up not trialing for reps anymore. So just played local comp with basketball. But yeah, I would say year So at this point, you're not fully... You just do it for fun. Yeah, just still do it for fun, man. But like, I always enjoyed basketball because I always had like good friends in basketball. And then I had like... It was good. I had a balance. Like I had different friends in different sports. And Yeah. But like basketball, I always liked. And then I started... What was the difference between your friendship groups and like soccer, so basketball, footy and basketball? basketball more school mates. Yeah. And then... And then footy was like just different people. Some some schoolmates, but like some from different like um, some from like different schools that I yeah. just like that I became friends with. And my, one of my best mates at the time, he was in Russell and he moved to Russell <laughs> Public. And then he told me to come play footy for this club, so I played with him. We weren't even in the same age group, but I wouldn't play at the same club. Yeah, but yeah, basketball. I always had my mates from school. Like I always played with the same bunch of boys. Yeah, from from a long time. And then yeah, like year eight. I kind of like got to choose and it was just like basketball was like the one where I always just had the most consistent fun. That's uh, what I mean. It's like you're seeing your friends at school yeah. and you're seeing the basketball then your family friends with everyone. Like it's kind of a natural like, progression. Like if we played a game on a Monday afternoon or Monday night, like sometimes I'd go, my mum my mom or dad would say, all right, you go back home with Brad, who was one of my good mates at school. You go back to his house and then, you know, they'll drive you to the game and then we'll pick you up from the game Yeah, or vice versa. It really started the whole social side yeah. for basketball. Or field. vice versa. They'd come back home with us. You know, we'd have like a, have like a, you know, just play like video games. We'll come outside, mm-hmm. play, and then go play a game. So that was fun. Like it was like, it was like a little, it was like a little, um, it was like a little treat for the game. And then the best part about basketball, we didn't train. Like it was just local comps. So you didn't train. No, exactly. Yeah. So you don't get sick of it. You're always just playing a game. So it's always the best part about, yeah. the best part about do you have a coach? Sport. Do you have a local comp coach? Uh, yeah, or was it just a dude that does subs? Nah, one of the dads? Yeah, just like one of the yeah, dads. Yeah. Like, wasn't That's anything. perfect. I had one coach in year nine who was pretty full on. Like, and at the time he was teaching they me. suck. He was teaching me how to do screens and shit, and I didn't know what he was talking about. Because he thought I was you don't, like, you, At that I, age, you don't I really care a, unless you play reps. I didn't have a clue, and I didn't never played reps, so I was like, yeah. man, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, he yeah. used to try to run a play. Like, it was just yeah, like, that's I was just like, dude, like one play. And like, looking back at it now, but all it was was pass, cut, cut. place. Yeah, I know, but... And, but at that time, it was like he was talking to me in fucking Chinese. Yeah. Like, I couldn't understand it, couldn't comprehend uh, it. Because you have a full day of school and you want to just have fun. You'd, yeah. You're getting told what to to again, even though you've done for eight hours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it was it was different. But yeah, playing basketball was just always the fun part about it. So that's like in year nine, I was kind of like, all right, I'm just going to play basketball. And then I went for a period, like from year eight to year nine, where I didn't play any sport. And it was like weird because I always loved playing sport. So I was like, Dad, I want to go back and play basketball. So we we had a team, and then that team kind of fizzled out. Like my good mates didn't want to play anymore. And then some of my mates went to play like different competitions. And I was in that period where I was still decent for my age, but I wasn't great. 
but because I had like a year off. I yeah, were you always playing your own age, or did you age up? No. Nah, so when I was a kid, I was always playing a year up from, yeah. from my age. Yeah. Like we used to play in competitions where we used to be. We used to be like because my team was pretty stacked. We used to have like a couple of rep players, and then I wasn't a rep player, but I, like everyone used to ask me to go trial at other clubs because I would have made reps at other clubs. Yeah. But I was like at the time I, just, I was just at Hills. Was it's just, like that. Was, you just, just want to stay. Yeah. So I was just playing there, and then we had like two rep players, so Luke McCarford and Benny Chavoro. Um, and then we had like Darian who played at Hornsby and then me and then two kids that are taller than me. So we had like four kids at the time without five kids <coughs> including me that were tall, like mm. tall for their age. So all in that, that age, if you're tall, you basically win. Yeah. So we, we used to win competitions. We used to, we never used to lose a comp. We always used to win the comps and then we got moved up to a year older than us. We still won that comp. Um, we were in B's, but we we're still like going from our age group to A's to B's. It's a, it's a different mm. challenge. Yeah. And then that team dissolved. And then, yeah, year nine, we kind of had one more crack, won the comp, um, played with Mitch Evans and Will Pierce. Who Great went, players, yeah. Who Mitch went on to play state, and then yeah. Will Pierce went to play college. But uh, yeah, no, I played with those boys, and then I had a year off, and then I had to go back onto the individual player board to get into a team. Free agent. Yeah. Free Which agent. I didn't know existed. Yeah. I thought it was a. I thought it was a. A legend no, which of was, Hills, but which, I didn't know what to think. Which was good and bad because, like, it was good because I got to obviously make new friends, but it was bad because I didn't know anyone. I didn't feel comfortable It's pretty playing. daunting putting yourself yeah, out there like I didn't that. feel comfortable playing. So, like... Because it's not like you put your resume there. It's not... You have nah. to be like, that's Mitchell Sultana. Yeah. That's it. And I couldn't get in my age group, so I had to play another year older. Yeah. Which was... It was fine. The competition was fine. It was just hard because, like, those boys... Like, some of those boys were doing year 12 and I was in year 10 still. And yeah. It just shapes you just way different, better, but... Diff- different shape. But it was cool. But I played that, and then we made another... And then I had to do another individual playboard team, and then I joined a team there. And then I had a lot of fun there. I became good mates with one of my mates, Jay. And then when I was in year 10, I was a bit, I was a bigger boy. I was like 90 kilos at like 5'10", 5'9". And my old man... So my height, basically. Yeah, 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 basically. So my old man put me into a gym, and I lost like 15, 20 kilos, and I was fucking real fit. Was like training every every second day. So at this point, it sounds like you're ready to go into reps. Yeah, I was ready to go on the reps, and then I didn't want to play at Hills because they cut me, and I was like, nah, fucked up. And then so it still kind of cut. Yeah, no pun intended. Still kind of cut you. Though. Yeah, hundred percent. And then I kind of knew like I wasn't good enough for Hills anyway, so I was going to get cut anyway. Well, it's like, tough because I didn't. Learn, I, I, I don't know if it's I a, never played reps. Yeah, before, I don't know really. if it's a reps thing or a Hills thing or whatever. It's just it's tough. To cut people that have already played reps. And yeah, it is. Hills, was, Hills is probably one of the clubs that just retains their players yeah. really well. So it's just tough to crack it, into the... No, it absolutely is. And then the, at that time, like, I don't know what the process was getting picked, but I knew I wasn't good enough because I had never played reps. So, like, going in where I had to learn to play. Yeah, like, you have no... Re- hey, no your resume is local comp. There's yeah. no chance. So I, at, the, at school, one of my mates was like, oh, I play at Hawkesbury. Like, you should come down and play there. And it's not too far from... Not too far. Yeah. I'm kind of sweet where I live, like... 20 minutes from Hawkesbury, 20 minutes from Hills, 15 minutes from Kevin Betts. So I went I went to Hawkesbury, and then that was like the only other club I knew because sometimes we had to go play gala days out at Hawkesbury where their stadium is. So I went and trialed there. I killed the trials because it wasn't very hard. And the competition- So first time walking into that stadium was Weird. for your trials? Uh No, it was like the second or third because okay. I played gala yeah. days back in the day. Oh, yeah, other than gala. But it was weird because, like, I had never – I never wanted to play for another club but Hill, so it was like going to play for another really club. weird. Yeah. yeah, going to another club was weird, but it was probably the best decision I made in life in general yeah. because I took a chance on myself, betted on myself, and then I made it. 
and then from there, you know, I'll talk about that. About I got to Hill. Very Fred Van Vliet. Of yeah. You. So I kind of bet on myself, and then I made the team. Which I was did you know like, anyone when you got in? Or I knew Jason. No coaches. Or? Ja- no, nothing. I knew, I knew Jason, but he wasn't my age group. He was still in the 18s. But he's like, oh, well, you come trial here. So I was 17, and it was under 22s, which is another big jump. And back then, youth league was much better than what it is now. I don't care what anybody says. Like Division One youth league back in the day, basically. No, I because I'm obviously I had mates in the Hills yeah. youth teams, or whatever. Hawksbury was tough. Yeah, Division one of the best games I ever watched was the when Hills came over to yeah, Hornsby, and we, and we were one of small, oh sorry uh, Hawksbury. Yeah, we were the small, like probably the smallest club, you know, in Metro. I didn't know you existed. At that time, you know, so we, we we weren't very big. So I went there and made it, and it was the best thing ever because I had a coach who first off believed in me because he picked me right, but he also he's a BMAC. Yeah, being back, but yeah. he also loved everything I loved. Yeah. So it was such an easy transition. Yeah, no, I was going to actually bring him up because you brought up Mossy before, and yeah. I want to ask about him. And BMAC, it's, and you said that Hawkesbury is probably the most, one of the most important, uh, Hawkesbury, sorry. Yeah. One of the most important decisions you ever made. Yeah. I feel like two of the most influential people in your life yeah. came from Hawkesbury. So right, just 100%. back to Mossy. How'd you first meet? What were your first impressions of him? So first met him. So he was playing at 18s at the time. And then we used to train Friday nights. And okay. then he trained before us. And then one time he trained before us and he hung around training. And then BMAC said, Moss, come in and train with us. Because I think we needed another player. So he came in and trained. He was a quiet kid. He's still lucky if you don't know him. He's still a quiet guy. Do you remember your go. first chat with him? or Because nah, he is no. a quiet kid. So no, mate, I, tough I to crack, man. I can't really remember my first chat. But I remember... After training, he was walking home, and I was driving. I had my piece at the time, and then I was like, "Hey, man, didn't subtle flex." Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. "Hey, I was, I was seventeen, getting your piece at seventeen with the Lancer." No, nah, I had a commie back then. Even so better. I was still in year Even eleven. Better. I was still in year eleven. I was like one of the first kids to get my license. So I was like, "Do you need a lift?" He's like, "Nah, I'm all good." And then from then, we just like because he was he was two years younger than me, but I was the youngest player on the team, and then him mm. being two years younger than me. It kind of took like everything out of whack, so he became the rookie because I was the rookie before. But it was funny; I was the rookie, but I was like starting games as a rookie, which is like unheard of, basically in youth league mm. back then. Back then, yeah. at least. So, like, I was kind of like I wasn't one of the better players, but I was a player in rotation. So, like, I didn't really talk to him as much. I talked to the older boys, and the older boys were like twenty twenty one. And my first like real interaction with him was when we went down to Mossvale. So we stayed down at Mossvale, and it was like a must win game to play at Mossville. And my coach, he's a pretty fucking, he's a mad, he's one of the best blokes ever. He's like, all right, boys, we've got a big game tomorrow. So what we're going to do, we're going to go down to the caravan park and we're only going to drink there. So we went to the pub, we went to the pub, picked up like a like, bottle of at the pub, picked up all these drinks and then we just got like on the beers the night before the game. It was like a must win, which is like, you, you never should do it, but fucking we didn't care. And like that was like the first time hanging out with Mossy and like me and Mossy were still under eighteen at the time, so we couldn't go into the bottle shop to buy. Love drinks. the coincidence of first time hanging with Mossy was in Mossvale. Yeah, Mossvale, Mos yeah. Vegas actually. Yeah, Mos Vegas. Shout out to Mossvale. That's what we call it because yeah. it is the Mos Vegas of fucking yeah. barrel of the yeah. Southern Highlands. Yeah, yeah. So we played there. So that was my first real interaction with Moss. We shared a room and shit, and like it was cool. Like it was. What were the first things you kind of clicked on? Was it just American culture, basketball, um, humor? Yeah, like first thing we kind of clicked on. Obviously basketball because we both play basketball. Yeah, but shoes. Um, I I was into shoes hard, like still, and I still am now. But he was a kid that wanted to be in the shoes, but just didn't have yeah. like the. the no, money it takes time. It takes time to get into it. Yeah. Like and like he thought like back then like 
Cortezes and Converses were like the, the fucking Mickey. They are sick, man. And like, oh, and like, like I, I, I was still wore them, but like I was like, sometimes I used to rock up the games with like different shoes all the time. Yeah. And they always just, this, this was funny because I lived in Quakers Hill. Like it was like, they lived in Hawkesbury. Hawkesbury's not a bad area or anything, but because I was like, they thought I lived in the hills. They thought, oh, did you ride Ooh, your, it must be nice. Did you ride your yacht here today? Something yeah. like that. Mm. used to G me up like that. And I didn't mind it. It was fun, but I always used to wear different shoes. And then BMAC used to have a joke. He'd say, Salty, when you play today, play like you play from a public school. Mm. He's like, have a bit of fucking grunt in you. Yeah. So, yeah, but going back, yeah, Mossy and I, shoes was one thing, and then and then music too, because if anybody knows Drake, I would have, yeah, that's what I If was. anybody knows, Drake's my favourite, and he always will be my favourite, and I always used to listen to Drake all the time, all the time. And then he got into, he, he liked Drake, obviously, but he got into Drake because like, I used to listen to it all the time. He just got naturally listening to it. So, yeah, going from that, and then I used to drop him home sometimes. So that used to be a big thing. We used to drive on the way home. That's like, a big deal. That's time spent yeah, in so the 40 car. Mi- yeah, 40 minutes in the car, you know, 20 each way, 25 each way. So that's when Moss and I, we kind of got really good friends. And then we had a little click in Hawkesbury, Fab Five. And then, yeah, from there we just got friends, became friends. And then when I got in the job, that's when we became like real close friends. Yeah. We were spending two hours in traffic. Yeah. Going to trainings, going to games, spend all this time together. You just listen to music, chatting. Just listen to music, chat, do everything together. Yeah. And then we all, then like I realised, we're all we're, we're basically very similar in what we do. Love the same music. You're two like, pretty simple simple guys in terms, like you're just so easy going. Yeah. So I, when I met you two for the first time, I'm like, yeah, that's why yeah. they're best mates. Like same food, like the same shoes, clothes, shit like that. Like we just, just no did, drama, eh? Nah, just no like drama. We, just, we, were just, we were sweet. We just did whatever. Like anyone was like, we just go with the flow. Yeah. Like in the best, cool, one of the cool parts when we used to go to that, like to Granbrook, sometimes we used to like to stop in the Chatswood or Macquarie and like just go like, kill some time. We'll like go see a movie or something. And then one time Moss wanted to go try on some clothes at H&M. I'll throw him under the bus. Because he, um, cause he wanted to get new clothes, like I used to buy something. Like say I bought a shirt. So he used to come in with me. I used to buy a shirt, but he used to go try on stuff. And then he used to put it underneath his clothes and then walk out and steal oh. it as a kid. But he was still under 18 at the time. So I believe the caught, H&M out. Yeah. yeah, but like, oh, it doesn't matter. Which now. store? No, I'm kidding. No, Chatswood. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah. But yeah no. So how long have you been friends with Moss? Since 14, so seven so, years now. He's what's my, he taught you? What's he taught me? Jeez, um, I don't know. Uh, well, if only he had a, a podcast to think about it and talk about it. Well, what he would t- teach me... Because uh, I would say he's one of, if not... He's on the rush more of influential people in your life, I think. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know. When you ask that question, I don't know who influential. Like, just, I don't know. What he would teach me, I... Uh, no, no right. pressure. No I can't. Pressure. I can't think of anything off yeah. the top of my head. And if he probably, if you probably asked him that, he'd probably be the same. He probably, 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 I just, for me, yeah. um, even when you talked about it then, it's just it. He he is still, but he sounded like he was just a great companion and friend to you. No, nah, he is. He and still a is. lot of a lot of the things that you just said then, he was just his availability is something that yeah, well, you having yourself and you're such a great friend is just... Well, back at that time, yeah, well, because we lived so close to each other mm. at that time, yeah, it was so easy. Like, even if off days we used to go to the park, we used to come to my house, we used to go to his house. And then I got... I, I became close with his family, like his brothers, and then... It sounded like he was the friend you needed at the, t- at yeah, the time. Yeah, well, I had, like, I, I had, like, good mates at school. I still had one of my best mates from school, but it was a good balance. Like I had schoolmates and then I had my basketball mates. Yeah. So it was a good balance. And then I had like my local comp mates. So it was a good yeah. balance of people yeah. I had. And then like just me and Moss, like it was just like a friendship that I just wanted to keep. Like we just kept keeping it on. Yeah. Cause when, we, cause when it was very organic. Yeah. Cause when he moved, so in 2016, the last season at Hawkesbury, 
he, he was moving north because he had to go play Div 1. I said to him, go play Div 1 somewhere. So he went to north, and I was going to stay at Hawkesbury, but then Hawkesbury ended up dissolving. They didn't have a team, and I was like, oh, fuck. Was me. that because they didn't make the Div they wanted to? or No, they didn't just have money the referees issues? or anything, okay, cool. which is funny because if Mossy stayed, I think they would have found the way to go. <clears> but because yeah. we lost our best player and shit, and then some of our boys it's were It's tough to now. stay competitive in that league, hey? Some of our boys were aging out. Like, it, it just would have been a bit of a, sh- a change. But they didn't have a team, so I wasn't going to play. I was just going like, to take a year off. My last year, I just wasn't going to play. And then I, I went and did a, like, a little training camp with Goran, G. And he's like, bro, why don't you just play one more year? I was like, oh, yeah, why not? But at the time, all the trials were done. Because like, we didn't find out until like November, December that Hawkesbury wasn't a thing anymore. So I called up Hills. I was like, look... I wanted to try. Did that take a bit, of, bit yeah. of pride to? Yeah, like it was like I was like, you know what? I'll give it a go. There's no other club I wanted to play for. Yeah. So I was like, you know, you were still playing there for local club. Yeah, yeah, still yeah. playing there for local club. So I, I still, remember. You. So I still knew people there. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I'll give it a go. So I called up. I went to no. I drove. Went there. And then I said to the front desk, I was like, hey, can I talk to someone about representative? Because I've I've been playing reps at another club, and then that's dissolved. I wouldn't mind, you know, just training with a team. Anyway, DT Tricky came on and he knew of me because he coached the Hills team that uh, beat us. So I didn't like him from, from the get-go. I didn't like him at all because he beat us, obviously. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, mate, yeah, look, the team's already been done. I said, look, dude, I don't care what I play division-wise. I don't. I'm, at the time, I wasn't good enough to play Div 1. I was too big and slow. I was like, but I'd like to play Div 2. He's like, look, I'll, I'll give you a number to the coach and he might get a touch of you. And then the coach ended up being Robbie Merrick which was fucking awesome because Robbie was like, yeah, bro, come down, train. And I didn't know at the time what he told me. He's like, he, he sent one of his mates in to come see how I trained. And I trained terrible. I didn't train. I was like, I was gassed. Reckon because there was a pressure? Or? No, just tired. Off like, day. I was so unfit. Like I was gassed. Okay, yeah. Gassed and like just so it's tired. It's a different speed, eh? Right. Yeah. Well, not, from not playing for like four months yeah. to going back, it was a big adjustment. But I but I, I hung in there just from my brains and stuff. And then some of the boys knew me. So he's like, yeah, bro, if you want to come, if you want to come um, train, no worries. I'll, or, and not even that, I'll just put you on the team. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, bro, no worries. And I think it was the best thing for our team because I was the oldest boy on the team from the get-go and then all the boys on the team were like first-year youth league. So it's kind of like... So just naturally, you were kind of in that yeah. senior position so roles without had, even asking. Rolls had swapped. And then I remember Robbie had to, um, he had to pull out coaching because he was still playing ABA at the time. Yeah. And then... Fucking, what was it? So he dropped out, and then we didn't have a coach for like a week, and we were gonna get we were gonna get booted. I, they did, they weren't gonna put us in. And then I came to training. Yeah, it's one, not cheap to make no, it. Yeah. I came to training one time because we're still training. We're training with the youth league div one boys, and they're like, "All right, youth league two, you have to have a meeting." And the fucking the senior authority that came in walked in doors. A guy called Pete Hudson. Now, if anyone knows who Pete, Pete is, Hudson, Pete Hudson, wow, sounds like a character. Pete Hudson, anyone knows who he is? He is just a bundle of energy. Yeah, and, and he he would say not a basketball player at all. So we didn't have a coach. A he battler. Was, yeah. So he was coaching us, and I remember he came in, and they asked, they they just asked, he asked all the players, so what what he's like, what do we run? Like, what were we running? So I had to show Pete what we were running, and I showed all the boys what we were running. And at the time, Nick was the captain, but he was a soft spoken captain. So I did a lot of the talking. Nick Bellick, yeah. yeah. So I did a lot of the talking and the like, the leadership for our mm. team. And, he and you've always it. been good at public speaking. Yeah, hey, so. and he liked that because he liked because he was still the captain, but he liked it because he didn't have to talk as much. Bellick, yeah. yeah, he was never super. So I balanced, so I balanced out a lot because I used to tell the boys like 
if we're running this, we've got to run it with like affection. We've got to run it with like a intention, tiny, yeah. like shit like that, and just like getting the boys up for games. Like, just tell the boys, look, you know, because none of these boys, apart from Belly, can I think one more player had played youth league in their life. So I, I was a seasoned vet. I was basically like, like the Dave. But when David West, West went to the Warriors, that's kind of like what I was like for this team. Mm. So I kind of like just did all the dirty shit when I was in there, but like led the team. So I remember came in. We had like players like Juice, Luke, Jaffa, Kai. Um, all players are still in high school, and I'm like, a pl- I'm, like and I'm in, I'm in like uni at that time, like doing all this shit. So it was so much fun because I was like the leader, and like that was was that, that a natural progression for you, just yeah. becoming a leader? Yeah, so it was good. Or was there a bit of teething issues at the start? Nah, I was sweet because I was kind of like a, I was kind of like a semi leader at Hawkesbury too. Yeah, because I was kind of like the 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 players captain. Mm. Like Mossy was the captain, but I was yeah. kind of like if he asked, if he wanted to ask like like advice, he sometimes yeah. asked me. Because he's like, you, you kind of see yeah. it. It you, sounds like you have that knowledge from coaching too, where yeah. if you know, you kind of have the cheat sheet already and you, yeah, well, so you can actually communicate that well, with the boys. When Horsbury went dissolved, the state league coach, who was my youth league coach at the time, he asked me to he, uh, be his assistant. Yeah. And I was still like, oh, I'm not too sure. So I didn't know what I, if I was going to do that, and I wasn't. So I was like, mm. yeah, so I kind of liked coaching from that. But the best thing was playing at Hills. I played basketball and it was a lot of fun. And that, that team, we had a lot of um, young boys, but we had a lot of good chemistry. Yeah. It was cool. Like, those boys were all starting to turn 18. Yeah. So, when they most I think that's 18. when me and you, we didn't meet officially, no. but I knew of you because yeah. of Youth League 2 and I was friends with Bellic and yeah. some of those boys. Yeah. And Absolutely. I always remember, and I, and I hung out because I had a few friends in Youth 1. Yeah. So I, and um, especially Alex, mm. friend of the show, get him on the yeah. potty, it'd be great. Iconis. Um, but... So I always follow them around, and yeah, then I saw absolutely. you guys, and every time I saw you guys, you're just chatting, having fun. Yeah, it was a culture that they didn't really have. Nah, that, in, like they did, in, well, in they, most Div One teams, well, they never like, had a youth league Div Two team ever. Yeah, well, the first youth league Div Two team they ever had. Yeah, so I said, but it was, boys, I think it was a perfect little oh, bro, perfect. mix of people. Yeah, because you're still friends with nearly all of them today. Yeah, yeah still friends with Juice Jaff. Yeah, like I could talk to Kai, all those, yeah. most of those boys, Alex. So what I said to the boys, I said to the boys, look, I only said to Pat, I said, look, after games, we're doing something. After games, we're going to go do something. Whether that be go get a feed, whether that be watch the, the ABA boys, something like that. I said, let's do something as a team. Where'd you get that mentality from? Like Hawksbury. American culture, from Hawksbury? Hawksbury yeah. From Hawksbury, because that's what we used to do all the time. We used to do something after games all the time. Is that off the back of BMAC? Yeah. Mac Did you want to just, we could talk yeah. about him probably on a separate podcast. Yeah. You'll probably have him on. Yeah. But just... Summary, what's, what's the, he mean to you? What? Mac was the best coach I ever had. Yeah. Um, he was the one guy that took a shot, like, and let me have a go. And, like, he didn't care that I was from another club. But, like, he was a, he was a role model to me in a sense where he was just a guy I liked. I liked. Like, mm. he, he, we just got along. And he said that too. He was like, you know, I really like you. And everything, he, everything, he always just made me feel included. And he always, like, every, like whether that be, asked me to come to his house, asked me to stay on a holiday with him. Just everything he did, he always like included me, but he included every boy on the team. Like, and he always like when we went out to Maitland, we used to stay at his like, grandpa, his dad's house. Mm. Like, we used to stay up there. And he, it was it was the best. It's funny how we're best. talking about a basketball coach, right? And asking you what's he mean to, you and it has nothing to do with basketball. Nah, bro, that's yeah. what that's why I like him. Like every time, every time I see him now, we're at another basketball stadium because he's still at Hawkesbury and he's at like, <coughs> town now. I'm trying to get him to come to Hills. Hopefully, one day I can get him to get here. But, like, every time we come, like, he hugs me. We don't talk about basketball for, like, for the first 10, 20 minutes. Like, we just talk about life. And, like, he always he always helped me out whenever I was going through up and downs and shit. So I'll, I'll always have time for BMAC. And mm. he, 
he was my favorite coach to this day, and he he always will be. Yeah. So it seems that inclusivity that he yeah. preached at Hawkesbury, yeah. you took it, yeah. on board. At it, it was like it wasn't even. Um, I didn't even know I was doing it, which is the funny thing. Oh, that's what. Yeah, like, that's what I happened. Just, like I was just doing it because that's what I knew. That's yeah. what. That's what I knew. That's as what you were taught yeah. as a player. I was like, we got to hang out. We got to do these things. And it was good because John Oblivich, shout out to Johnny. Assistant he, coach? Yeah. He always said, all and right. And he had Lu- Luke's his son. Luke, he was the son. Yeah. And he always just say, all right, boy. Because I say, John, you know, he was the assistant. I thought, like, you know, we should do something after games. He's like, you know what? Smart idea. So after every home game, John used to open his house up and we always used to go to his house and we used to have barbecues at his house. Yeah. Which was perfect. And, it's not, and I, lo- I love that because it's not... Let's go get fucked. Yeah, it's more of just a social, wholesome and get to know. And that wasn't it ended say, up getting. And that wasn't to say that the boys used to get tanked because when yeah, they, these no, boys, no, no, no. But to start with, like, oh no, 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 yeah, no. So like the best part was, it I've seen your group chat. So yeah, it wasn't like two or three of us used to come. It used to be like ten or eleven. Yeah, even even like someone was like Kai. Kai didn't drink, mm. but he used to come and then he used to leave. He like, was included. Like he used to come. Yeah. Like everyone was included. Yeah, and that was the best part. No, we didn't have any cliques or anything like that. It was just one big group. And I mm. thought it was the best part. Like, Morgi, like, like for me, I was like the ringleader. Like, I was like, it's, it's, I was like the Timmy Garland of Euclid. I was the head of the party planning committee. So I used to always like... Well, just naturally, yeah, yeah, because you're older. Yeah. So I was like, all right, boys, Johnny's opening his house up. I'll buy, the t- I'll buy two cases, three cases, and just transfer me. And you just have a kid. So that was at every home game type of thing. Every home game. Or if we didn't do that, we used to watch... ABA and then after go back to yeah. Johnny's and get and home away games your carpool and everything yeah yeah, yeah. away games used to carpool mm-hmm. and then um like the, the one of the best memories I had of Johnny's house was um seeing Louis Dave our manager from this year he's he's the best he's one of the best managers I've ever had too him and Rob Wakeling from Hawkesbury he used to get fucking belted man he used to get belted together and because he lived in Glenwood I lived in Quakers Hill we always used to get Ubers home together mm. fuck that was some of the best times out yeah he used to be, we used to be belted yeah. we used to go to Maccas together it was such a well, such a fun time. So yeah, mm. doing all those um, social things, it was good because it got the boys to um, actually become friends with different guys because I was from a different club. There was other guys that hadn't played at Hills before, like Morgie. There was guys that have never played Youth League before. So it was good to get like a different group and a different mix in. Yeah. And I think it was the best thing for, for those young boys because it taught them what a culture could look like. Yeah. Like, especially like Juice. You know, Juice was, and then like, and Jafar and Luke. Like after games when they played 18, yeah. they used to go home. And that's the one thing... I admired a few things, but the main thing I admired about Youth League 2, and I think we can see it in the in coaching, we'll talk about that yeah. soon, is culture. Cult- right. this, if you don't have culture, for me, you don't have anything. And it's a very, like, it's a, it's a very, it's a buzzword these days, mm. culture. It's, you can just easily put it out there, but what you're talking about is just this shared experiences of oh, what it, what it, fe- what it feels like to actually be a team. Yeah. And it's something I think, all associations, all teams, any sport should really um, well, focus the, on. The best sport that does it for me is rugby league and AFL. Mm. They always do post-game functions, this and that. And that's something I'm trying to get instilled at yeah. levels of yeah. stuff. Coaching with you, and if, you don't, if you're listening, you don't know, I, I've coached with Salty before, and it really Not is... Not anymore, unfortunately. Hey, hey, no one knows that yet. Um, court fees, court fees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I I realized over the past two three years that it's it's becoming the way you coach and the way you include people do all the post match stuff it's very footy to me yeah seeing how all the footy boys do it, no, it is. and it's good to see that because basketball used to be I don't know 
I don't know if, again, if it's a Div 1 thing or a Hills thing or just a basketball New South Wales thing, but I didn't what, really have that. I'll tell you, country teams. Yeah, it always was country, country teams, teams are yeah. always good at doing shit. Yeah. But you go on. Yeah, no, Metro teams just seemed to. You know, was a, it was a too cool for school type of. And then you also like look at it, like, because you live in Metro, usually people always have stuff on Saturday nights. Like, yeah. usually like, there's something doing yeah. it. Or when you're 18. Like you like, go out to a club or some shit yeah. like that. Like, and then those boys still seventeen still. So basically, and, they still had to listen to. And the even if you if you're not happy with your association, you move twenty minutes away to another one. Yeah, exactly. Whereas if you create this culture, it's so tough yeah. to to leave that. Absolutely, that system. No, yeah. it's so much harder. And then yeah, but like yeah, going back to that that culture, that's just something I like instilling, and it's good because it gets the boys like that. Like like especially this year, we had a, a just different group of boys. We had a boys that kind of knew each other already. Then we had some boys that didn't even play reps. Then we had boys that come from different clubs. Yeah, so let's shift to that. So yeah. you're playing reps. You're playing youth league. Um, you've already coached at Cranbrook. Yep. So you've got that little Still taste. Still coaching at Cranebrook yeah. this whole time. Yeah, so have that taste for coaching. Now you're put into this position, this this leadership position in youth league two. What, where's the shift from just a youth league to co-captain? Was it co-captain? I was, captain? Vi- I was vice. Vice-captain. To wait a minute. I was the captain. They would have yeah. given me captain, but I wasn't at Hills yet. So yeah. they said they needed to give it to a Hills boy. Yeah, it was like, wait a minute. Which is fair. Not really. Why didn't I coach? Enough. What was that so process I'll, like? So, like, my last year, you was basically. Head coach at, like, yeah, Hills. I mean. Basically, it was like, oh, this is my last year of coaching. And Pete always said to me, he's like, mate, I reckon you should coach. You'd be a good coach. You should do this. And I always wanted to coach from a young age. Like, that's like, when people were like, I want to be a pro player, I was like, I want to be a pro coach. I didn't want to be a player, which is. Weird to some people. Some people would rather be a player. But Why do you think that was the... Um, I right. don't know. I just always liked coaching. I just liked the different aspects of it. I just liked... It's like basically when you play, you just got to take care of yourself in a sense. And then the other players on the That's field. what most people, yeah. As a coach, you got to take care of everything. Everything. Yeah. And you got to make sure everything's tip-top shape. you got to make sure everything's in a good balance. So that's what I liked about it. Like It's, like it's you, more of a mental preparation yeah, it than is. it is. Yeah, It's like... For me, it's like... Other coach, it's more mental than it is physical and oh for sure wise. yeah because everyone you can, every every team can run the same fucking play but it's just how you run it and how you can dictate it and how you there's can a lot of more moving you, parts how like, you can yeah. smart things and and like for me I just like that different challenge of it and then after the youth league season ended I um there was a new coach that came on board so our coach we had was Rob Dunlop and then he was going to coach it again so I was like yeah I'll coach it with him and then it came in Ari Ari um who was coaching ABA women, got the Youth League 2 gig. Yeah. So, Just quietly another pretty influential person. Yeah, no. No, he was... He was in terms of coaching especially. No, he was, he was very important to me. Um, he's, one of the be- he's one of the best coaches, I think, I think in New South Wales basketball. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, he, he got the gig. So I, um, those trials come along and I said to him, look, mate, I was just wondering if I could come and assist you. He's like, yeah, mate, no worries. And he said, well, because you're going to assist with Youth League, he's like, I got, the under eight, I got an under-18s gig too. So he said, look, because i got under-18s, why don't you come and you assist both teams? And I was like, yeah, all right, I'll do that. So we assisted both teams and that, that in the the first thing he said to me, he said, you know what, you're going to learn? I said, you know what? Uh, he's like, sorry. He's like, you know what's going to happen? I was like, wait, so you're going to learn so much, it's going to be so good for you. And that time I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to learn, but I think I know, I, I know, you know, a lot at the time, which is obviously naive of me, but I learned so much from Ari. I know, I knew how to, how to talk to players from a young age to an old age, how to how to communicate with different types of players, how to how to run a training session properly, how to 
how to introduce things at certain times. Like I learned basically a lot of stuff from coaching. I learned. I still use a lot of the philosophies he's taught me to this day. Like I still run plays that we ran back then. I still run certain uh, tactics. So he he taught me heaps with basketball, and I just liked everything about him. He was a guy that was kind of like me too, kind of including loved like everything that I did with, with youth league. So he always like yeah, come down and train. I mean, come down and coach. I was doing that. I ended up getting demoted to manager for Youth League, but I was still, I was still a part of the team. But uh, the best thing about Youth League in 18s, they trained together once a week. So we got to, I still got to be a part of the Youth League boys and 18s at the same time. And the best thing was I actually got to, he 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 was a person that, because we got along and clicked straight away, he let me take a lot of the reins with 18s. Like he let me, you know, coach a lot of it. He gave you the room to grow. Yeah, he gave me the room to grow. And that's something that, that I'll hold on forever for because... It only took me like one year for me to basically get or two years to get a gig, and basically from coming from a new club to coaching within a head team for two years, it's it's pretty. It's not really profound like that. So he he taught me a lot coaching wise. He's the most I think one on his day, and it's and it's and it's hard because sometimes Ari just like it's just like he just fucking because he's he's not he's not a, he's, his first profession isn't a job it's work, right? So when you get him on good days, he's I think he's one of the best coaches in. In, in New South Wales and he taught me so much and he's just such a great educator. He can he can teach people about the game and the way. Yeah, he has a certain so uh, well. He's co- he's coached me while coaching yeah. and he has a certain way of communicating things that it's just it makes the game simple and yeah. at the end of the day it's a very simple game, so that's what you need. Yeah, and I was I was annoyed that he left Hills, but like he had to do what was best for him and I I, I said that bro no worries and we still talk to this day. And we'll always still be close. But, like, you know, he's someone like that. If he called me up and he's like, look, I would like you to come assist me. Like, if he ever got a gig, like, doing something high up, and he asked me, I'd take it in a heartbeat. Because we, yeah. we worked really well together. And he even said that. He said to me, he's like, you're going to be a better coach than I am. He's like, just because... Well, you're, look at you, he's so young. Yeah, to he's it. like, you're going to be a better coach than I am. You know, you're going to be a really good coach if you stick with it. And I think, you know, he instilled that, like, I can actually do it. Ended up. Do you think you'd still be doing it if you didn't have that nah, influence? Uh, I'm not too sure. Motivation I, I, from Ari. From I think PMAC. I still would have been doing it, but I wouldn't have been as good of a coach. Yeah. Fuck and hell no. Yeah. But like with with Ari, like with 18 because he let me room to grow. Like we won the comp that year. Yeah. Like we 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 won the metro comp. We were the best in in, in New South Wales. Like we did a really really good job. Yeah. So like that helped too. Winning winning always helps. But it yeah. showed me like everything's fine when you're winning. Yeah. It showed me a successful blueprint. Yeah. And I'm trying to get that into today. Yeah. So for me, it sounds like you learn what you learn from BMAC is inclusivity. Yep. What you learn from Ari is how to communicate. Yep. And that's probably the two most important things that you've shown me yeah. as an assistant coach. Yeah. The two things you really need in order to create it, as we said, no, a absolutely. good culture. Absolutely. And the, um, the way you communicate, because there's no one player that's the same. There's no one person that's yeah, and the same. And you were saying it's like, Ari, Ari taught you how to talk to different types of yeah. players, but you can just substitute that. You can yeah. substitute that and say, no, he taught me how to talk to different types of people yeah, and pe- people who react differently to all these things and all these life lessons. Mm. That That's what really coaching is about at the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. Like it's, it's like you look at Wayne Bennett as a coach. Like He doesn't even know it, but he's done way more than coaching to players on the field than he does. He's done way more off the field than he has on the field, if you ask yeah. me. And that's something that like Ari taught me. Like you just got to talk to players differently. Like, like for example, like humans, like Juice, yeah. like Juice, like Juice doesn't mind getting yelled at, but like someone maybe like or a Jaffa doesn't mind getting yelled at, but like someone maybe like a me, 
if you yell at me, I'll hear it, but yeah. it's not going to... I says that about um, yeah. Islander voice. Yeah, it's not going to communicate yeah. the same way. Yeah. So he taught me, like, you got to talk to certain people. And it was hard sometimes because sometimes, you know, you, you just yell at everyone, but then you got to realise, no. But if you're too nice yeah. to people, like, if you give, like, someone, like, a juice and inch, she's going to take a mile. Yeah. You know, like, so you've you got you to gotta balance it, and he taught me that balance. Yeah. And he also taught me the balance of don't get too close to your players because especially, like... Because well, it was my first. Yeah, there year. needs to be a there needs to be boundaries. Especially because it was my first year. Like, like, don't get too close to players. Because like I remember one time we were in Melbourne for a tournament, and the, and we did like a team little we went to play uh, bowling, and we played bowling, and then the team asked us, "Oh, let's go get some dinner." He's like, "No, no, it's all good. We'll do our own thing." And he's like, "Always have that good balance of being close but not close enough." Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like you just you just never know what's going to happen with coaching. So always yeah. keep a balance. And I've tried to do that. There, are, there has been families that I have gotten close to with coaching, but I would have gotten close to them without basketball, with basketball. Yeah. Basketball was just a just a um, the catalyst, just a catalyst. But yeah. yeah, you know, Ari taught me a lot, and I'm still coaching to this day, which is great. You know, so you've been taught all these things by BMAC, um, Ari, other coaches, other players. Yep. So last year, yep. you apply for. Oh, sorry, you don't apply. No, you don't apply for the Div Two gig. Um, it plans for the Div Two coach. F- fall through yep and then you get the call up i was like what was that like it was something that i always wanted to do expected no it was yeah because look the way i look at it usually still under 23s and at that time when they asked me to do it i would just turn 24 yeah so i was like you're one year removed one year i'd like two two to three years removed what yeah so still pretty young because they they bumped up usually age after but compared to coaches some coaches are 60 some coaches yeah. are old, like so. It was different, so I didn't expect it. But Robbie, Robbie said to me, "Look, if you want it, it's yours." At the time, he was like, "I can get it for you. You can get it." And at the time, I wasn't going to coach. I had enough of it. I just needed a break. But that gig I always wanted, and it was hard because I was going to now coach players that I played with in New Flag at Hills. Mm. And it was kind of Juice said to me, "Mate, you got to take it. Like you just got to take it." And the way I looked at it, Hills, like for me, I thought just from looking at it, from the outside in. I thought that Div Two always got fucking left left like in the dust. I always thought that was like the ugly step step child or something like that. I think I can attest to that. Yeah, like I think it was just always you were on court six. Yeah, but you know, even, no one. Even. Some people didn't even know you had a game. Sometimes there'd be a Facebook event. Yeah, and you guys wouldn't even be on, be the, on the fucking thing. On the thing, like, yeah. or it'd be in the fine print. So I always yeah. thought that we were like an art thought, and I didn't like that. So I was like, you know what? I can change that from the inside. So I was like, yep, I'll take the gig. Um, it was great. It was a great gig. Um, I was able to recruit players from Div 1 Youth League to come play Div 2. And that was the first time I think Hills have ever seen where players want to play for Division two. 2. Yeah, Like Hoogie, Division 1 player, probably would have played ABA if he took a basketball as serious as he could. If he had time. If yeah. he had time, right? He's playing Div 2 Youth League. Like, well, then you got fucking Juice, who's, who's a you know high-up coach playing Div 2 Youth League. I got under 18s Division 1 Premier boys that didn't play coming to play youth league you know i got all these people yeah, you got kids like kai Loren, like you know, josh lorente all these people super skilled that should be in div one at other clubs and would be but they're playing div two yeah so it, it was a lot of fun and it was something that i, I really enjoyed doing and you know first it, that's your so that's your first actual head coaching gig in the senior competition yeah, yeah senior first ever head coach senior. how's the teething issues it was different it was different where i tried to coach it like i was trying to coach it where I, it wasn't me yeah and like to be fair the season before we kind of didn't touch on yeah we had half a we had a covid season under 14 so the jump was 
half a COVID season yeah. of under fourteen Div three. Yeah. So some would say one of the B were just possibly yeah. probably twelve threes is the yeah exactly right. Then fourteen. So. Um, fourteen threes didn't even get to do any finals or anything. No. We were had a chance to win it. Yeah, but we'll, didn't get it. We we'll, were we'll one game out of Div two. Well, there you go. And then um, next gig you get after lockdown. Yeah. Div two youth league. Yeah. So it was, so to start with, pretty tough. Mate, it was it was a weird get go, and then the hardest part was finding that balance between friends and, and, and a coach. Yeah. And I started to get the balance at the end of the season. All I started to get better at it. But it was just hard and it was just like it was different. And I was what I did, I put too much of an expectation on us from the get go. Yeah. Because talent wise I thought we could win the comp and I still believe that to this day. If we if we ever clicked we could we could get we could have got there. But I just put too much pressure on us. I'm like, boys, we're gonna win the comp but you know, we gotta do these things first. We're like now I'm just like, boys, we just got to be better every day. We just got to be consistently better yeah. and getting better. Like and, I think... And wherever we lean, we lean. Yeah, because I think you could, because you have such high expectations for yourself, yeah. that just adds pressure for yourself. Absolutely. And then that seeps into the team. Yeah. And even... And that's probably the last thing you want, but that's just what happens. Huh? Yeah. And like yeah. now looking at it, hopefully if I get a gig doing something, which I, I would expect I would, there's just going to be no pressure on the boys. Yeah, what, what, be, what are you doing differently... For your next gig, then um, I'm from the get go. I'm just gonna, I'm trying to make it, I'm trying to make it basketball wise, but I'm trying to make it where they learn other lessons from basketball. So yeah, they can take life lessons from basketball and put it into life. And obviously, I want to win the comp. At the end of the day, there's nothing more I want badly in this world at this time is to get a banner and keep it hanging at hills for the rest of the yeah. for the rest of eternity. I want a girlfriend. That is, yeah, that is something that I I I want. I need it. It's, it's not even so, – and I'm trying to manifest that. I'm trying to build that every year, and I want to get it so bad. So what I'm trying to tell the boys is that's our goal, right? That's what we want. That's the North Star. That's the North Star, but this is the path we've got to take, and we just got to be like this. We don't have to be up and down. We just got to be consistently grinding, going up and up, and making it fun for the boys, making it where they're, they're – I feel that I can, I'm a bit of a player's coach because – Every coach I have, like a beamer, he's the definition of a player's coach. I'm going to make it where I put responsibility on the players where, all right, boys, we're going to do this for training. But after training, I want you guys, we have to organize something players only. You guys got to go communicate. Or we got to do certain things that build team culture. And I think Penrith Panthers, even though I'm a Penrith fan, but they document it, you know, going on bush walks or like bush hikes and shit, going on army drills, it just makes the culture better and it makes it a tougher team. It's just shared adversity. It's yeah. like when you're at school. When you when you hate a teacher, you can yeah. make friends with anyone because yeah. you can just talk about how much you hate a teacher. Yeah, so like, or love a teacher, or whatever. Yeah, so, so it's just that's what I'm trying to do. And like I think, like the team, the team. If I get the team I want, like we're going to be a young team, and we're going to be a team where it's it's a bit different. It's like it's all these boys are coming into youth league, and I'm 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 looking forward to it. And it's it's going to be a good challenge for those youth league boys. And um. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to the challenge of what what I can build in youth league and building the the culture, building the the different types of the, building the the way you should be a senior player. Yeah, because I think Being this season you I went on a tangent. There, yeah, but. I think this season you kind of taught yourself what the processes are. Yeah, of how to actually be the coach you want to be. Yeah, and then therefore be. Um, like for me, I'm not putting any pressure on the boys. Like I'm not doing that, yeah. and I'm never going to tell the boys that I fucking badly want this fucking. I badly want a banner, mm. but like, what what are you playing sport for? 
if you're not in it to win it. Yeah. Like, like we all have that competitive. Like, once you play a, a sport, we we're all whether it's footy, soccer, yeah. we all have a shared competitive. Absolutely, so, and, yeah, then, and then for me, like now, I look at it as like, well, am I in it to have fun and win it? Am I, am I in it to be in it, or am I in it to have to fucking win it? Like, and. There's nothing better than winning, but the thing is, winning's fun. Yeah, very common. Not here to take yeah. part, here to take over. Winning's fun. Yeah. Winning's fun, and winning solves things. But the thing is, you can still have fun losing because I had fun losing with Youthly Div Two. I love losing. I had fun losing, but I think you win or you learn. No losing. Like, but I think it's just like it's just going to build so much more. Like if we win the comp, say Hills win Youth League, any any Youth League, right? It's just going to make those players better, but it's going to make yeah. our club better. Yeah, it's going to make a club out because it's going to build better talent, yeah. and it's going to make us into a better thing. Yeah. And that's something I think we need to, as a club at Hills, we need to build. We need to build yeah. pathways. We need to build players. Like I've got a kid coming. You know, I'll keep my name. He's messaged me. He asked me to come training because he wants to get better. That's what we need. We need yeah. that. We need yeah. people to fucking really get this going. Yeah. So, you know, winning Just, the battle would be good yeah. for us, but it'd be good for the club to tie it all together. Really, coaching. At the end of the day, you could be coaching footy, but you'd still be wanting to instill the same values. I could be coaching any sport. Yeah. Any sport. So yeah. what do you reckon coaching over the past, what, four years? Yeah. Four years. How has that made you a better person? Yeah, it's made me a better person because it's kind of realised that all I want to do in life is help people and make people feel better yeah. and, and give, them, give them ways to do it. And it's also built like how to how to make relationships with people or how to better yourself. Like with coaching, like I've realized now I want to do something in the mental health capacity. I'm passionate about that. And I like helping people through that. And hopefully I can do something within sport and mental health. That would be kiddies. That would be the goal. But I just think that like with coaching, it's just learned that like you can, you can really change people's perspective and lives and by just being a good person to them. And like BMAC did that for me. And I've and I and I got told by a kid that I've done that for him, and it's just like it's it's it gives you this sense of feeling and pride, and don't, like it's just hard it's hard to hard to put the words, but like it, you just want to chase that feeling. Yeah. It's like just being better as a person, being better myself. That's just all I want to do, really, and just being better. Yeah. Just bettering people as coaches, I think that's better. And you know, people can remember teachers and stuff, but I think like for me, especially the sport, I yeah. remember my coaches. Yeah. I remember no, my I'm glad you brought. Coaches. I was actually going to bring that up. It's. Why I love coaching, why we related as coaches and wanted to coach together yeah. was we want to be, we want to help people at the end Absolutely. of the day. Like that, and that's what it is. You're, and the whole, the term changing lives is a very deep and meaningful one. But yeah. at the end of the day, I think that's what you do. Yeah. And I think that's why you, some days you'll be like, fuck coaching. Like, yeah. don't want to go to Wollongong on a, Wollongong's right. Sh- shout out to Bailey. But for but, me, that's never been a thing where I don't want to coach. For me, it's never been well, a thing. I've heard no, but I've heard you on some days. It's very stressing. It's a very stressing thing. Yeah, but yet we juniors is the one. Yeah, where yet, like I just don't want to get. Yet up on you a come back to it because of the pros of and making way. a connection. Say with like one of your best mates, Chris Kader. He's a he's a father to people that you've coached before. Yeah, and you've made a lifelong connection. Yep. You'll be family friends with the, with the kids for forever. Yeah, and you'll be an influence to them. Absolutely, and that's what it's about. It's not about no. how well they. They bounce a ball or whatever. No, fuck no. Like, yeah. th- I don't think they're playing basketball anymore, but I'm still going to be friends with their family. Exactly. I'm still going to be friends with Chris for, forever, hopefully. Yeah. You know, like, and you, you're in a position where you can shape their lives and you can always. teach them about patience. Like you can teach them about teamwork. That's just things you 
Like Jason, life. Jason's like, oh, I think I'm going to drop out. I'm like, do not drop out. Whatever you do, don't drop, drop out. Drop out, um, school. Yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, I want to do carpentry. I'm like, bro, you can do carpentry yeah, for the rest of your life. I bet you have no idea how much that one little thing might mean to him. Being like, no, yeah. don't do it. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Just go through it. Work out. You work out what you want it because you work out what you want to do yeah. and you're doing something you fucking hate. Yeah. So go to school. Like, that's what I mean. He can work for the rest of his life. Yeah. He, 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 you can't go to 11, 12 up again. Yeah, exactly. You, just can't. you can't. You that's, really can't. That's just an example, but yeah, yeah. Just helping people is the big thing I like doing, and yeah. it's it's fun. It's like it's a good enjoyment. Yeah. So like I think like it's kind of like social work, youth work, shit like that. Like I just love doing it. I like making people happy and having a smile on their face. Yeah. So what would your advice be to someone listening that wants to coach? What would your advice be to them? If you're gonna do it, you you can't half-ass it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do it because you love it. If you don't love it, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it, and don't. That's do probably it. just with anything in life. Don't right? do it if you lose the joy for it, or don't yeah. do it if you feel like you have to do it. Do it because you want to do it. Like do yeah. it because like because coaching is the most rewarding thing I think you could do as a person in sport. Or well, just like helping, playing. just giving you're back because you're helping people, yeah. you're communicating with people. But it's just, it's just it, it gives you more than what you take from what you're giving. Like you get more than what you give. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny. Like I was gonna, we talked on the, we talked before the podcast about questions I would ask, and a, a question I love to ask people are what the love languages are. Mm. Are you familiar with the with love? No, language? I remember you saying what yeah. they are. Yeah. Like for me, it'd probably be gift giving or giving advice. Well, well gift giving is a big one for you. But so out of the five, there's physical touch, oh, physical intimacy, quality time, acts of service, gift giving, and forgot forgot the other one. Got the other one, but yeah. just to summarize and all, it really seems like quality time, yeah, and acts of service is your thing because with coaching, with basketball, with your friendship group, you're always there for people, yeah, always there for people. So, out of your 20, how, how many years? 25 now, out of your 25 oh, years, that's, that sounds bad. You're, you're young, brother. Um, out of your 25 years. People listening, what are the main takeaways from your life that you can share with other people in terms of advice? And yeah, don't waste time. I wasted too much time in my life, and it's kind of bitten me on the ass. Um, yeah, it, like I kind of just like two, three years where I just did enough. I just was working, like coaching, but I wasn't really like working every day. So I was like cruising. Like, don't waste time because like now I'm paying the price for it. Like I'm gonna like some of my mates that buying houses, they're like getting their like life sorted together. Where it's going to take yeah, you years. feel like you need to kind of accelerate. Take, it's going to take me a couple of years to get to that stage because I just didn't put in the work. But just like if you just put in the work for anything that you do, I like just do something to one hundred percent. Whether that's fucking, whether that's you know mowing the lawn or whether that's you know taking a walk, going for a run, just do maximum effort and just don't waste your time because yeah. time's too valuable. Like because what happens tomorrow, like. So like end of the day, like something could happen tomorrow where it's likely to get taken away. So like, yeah, I want to leave this life where I've you know hopefully coached at a high level, worked worked within a professional sporting club. You yeah, know, so shit like that. Yeah, before we finish, I was just wanted to do a little quick fire. Then yeah, you're talking. What's your life look like in five years? Uh, university degree done. Um, working in a professional sporting club as a either a mental health well, wellness coach officer or on a coaching staff with someone and then this lanes thing, hopefully this can build into something where I can get podcasts, high profile people to yeah. come on the podcast. I do a part two about all lanes. Yeah, yeah. like I could, I could do like that. But yeah, no, working in a pro club doing that and then just like hopefully making like six to seven figures. Like there's a, there's no pathway for me to do that, but there's opportunities for me to do Yeah. That. Where you know, are you living? Uh, hopefully living with 
either my missus at the time, which is oh hello, Mrs. Sultana. I don't have one, but um, or we'll be listening to this in five years, so yeah. Cute. Or living with or living with some of my mates, maybe you, maybe Zip. No thanks. Um, Kidding. <laughs> you know, maybe we can move out to the eastern suburbs or yeah. the north, something like that. I think that would be cool. I think it'd be a cool experience too. Yeah. So hopefully, like I'd be moved out by then. Wouldn't be like wouldn't want to be like my brother, twenty eight, still living at home. Shout out to him. Yeah, just a quick little dig there. Yeah, he's a bit of a different breed. That cat. Yeah, him and Skip. So yeah, yeah I wouldn't. That's what I wouldn't want to be. Yeah, and they're not going to listen to this yeah. anyway. But yeah, no. So I, I living out, moving out, um, living living a happy life. Yeah. No, no. Nothing that ties me down that I can't do anything I don't yeah. want to do. So, okay. yeah, that would be it. Yeah. So, if your life was a movie or yeah. a book, for the next question, if your life was a movie or a book, what would the title be? Jesus. Jeez Louise. Um, There's no right answer. Howdy Doody? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Can be if you want. No. Um, I don't know. Uh, something like, like, I don't know, something that's more than what the eye sees. Like, don't judge a book. Nah, something like that. It's like, it's different. Yeah, different types of things. Yeah, what would know. if that's the case? Then what would the chapter of your life be called? Uh, of this of, of this life, yeah, of this chapter. Oh, um, changing. I said that wrong. So, like a changing of the guard. Like mm. realizing. Oh, you're that, in a transitional period. Like realizing that I've just wasted time, haven't done anything for my life. Like, 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 like Mossy, like, like Mossy's got his life on track compared to me. Like he's got a house, got it. Got a kid in a I dog, will, like he's got. Yeah, he's I will. Got like I will say there is a saying: "Don't compare your life." No, today. Is, but like yeah. just the way I look at it, he's like he's like he's ticking life goals yeah. faster than me. Yeah, and I should be doing that already. So yeah. like trying to get into a like, trying to get into a consistent pace of like I'm just t- well not like his his life goals are different to mine. No, exactly. Yours, yeah, yours will be different to me. Duffy's will be different. Duffy's yeah. is different to everyone. Yeah, I'm a big compare yourself to who yeah. you were yesterday, not who someone else is today. Yeah, like so, this yeah. time last year, I had no job. I was not going to coach. I had nothing. I wasn't doing podcasts. Now, doing a podcast, I'm coaching. I, uh, I'm i trying to get a job. I had a job working with the AFL. I'm I'm doing uni. I'm back at university doing that. My, well, I'll finish my first year at the end of this year. So I'm doing so much more than I was last yeah, year. Yeah, you are in a transitional So period. like from last year to this year, I'm doing things. I'm actually yeah. having, a, having a crack in my life, yeah. investing money, you know, doing shit. So I'm happy. Yeah. I'm yeah. happy doing that. And I'm not making heaps of money right now. And I'm trying to, but fuck, at the end of the day, if I'm- You're never money-driven, but- No, if I'm bettering myself, it's going to- Invest it, in it, yourself. This yeah. is, this is, it's like a poison pill contract in the NBA. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a back-end payment. Fulfillment, you know, dividend. Yeah. It's going to pay off dividends in the end. It's a long term game. 100. Yeah. And hopefully that long term's in five years. In five years, if I'm living in Manly or Bondi, fucking cruising in a fucking, hopefully, a, a Mustang or something like that, yeah. that would be life. But like, not materialist, but just making something of my life. Yeah. You know? Basically, what ICE's life's like. If I could do that, I'd be happy. Speaking of ICE, what are you grateful for? Uh, grateful for friends. Friends of my old man. I'm grateful for them. Um, yeah, I'm grateful for those. Those people in my life, I don't have a lot of people in my life that I consider, you know, I'm I'm grateful for. But I'm like grateful for you, Moss. Like sometimes Zippy, because sometimes he can be a pest. But nah, Zip, like Tay, all these people, like all all my friends, they know who they are. You know, I'm grateful for them, and just like grateful to be able to do anything I want in life. Like I'm, a, there's no, I'm able to do anything I want. Like I'm able to, there's no pigeonhole with me. There's, I'm not tied down to anything. I'm grateful for that, that I don't have anything that I can't do. You know, like say Your tomorrow. Freedom. I say tomorrow I want to go to fucking Newcastle drive up there. I can just do that. Mm. Like I'm, I got the freedom to do that. Mm. You know, so that just having freedom and my friends and my friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not really close to my family. Like my friends are my family, really. Yeah. But yeah, I'm grateful for my friends. Just grateful to be free. Well, freedom. Yeah, freedom. Pretty good. Freedom day was yesterday. Yeah, so. it was. It was a good day yesterday. I got some shoes. So. Kitties. Oh, what shoes? Air Maxes, plus threes. Yes, basically sir. TNs. But I don't know if I'll keep them or not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to keep them. But I bought them because yeah. they're a little bit of a oh, hypey, pricey product. Yeah. So maybe I have to resell them and invest in another pair of shoes. Yeah. Any um, any last thank yous for the listeners? No, I would like to thank you, Coach, for doing this. This is your idea. You you wanted me to do it, and I think Give it's good. ideas, man. I think it's good that people are going to see a different side of me, a different type of perspective. Yeah. So I think that this is a really cool idea. It's gone for ninety minutes, which is a long time. I don't know how many people are going to listen. Yeah, to I got to I got to go to work. I don't know how many people are listening to this for the whole way. The real yeah. ones will. The real but, ones. But will. I am grateful. I am grateful. I do appreciate this. But yeah. Sick. I love it, Coach. Happy birthday, Salty. Thank you, mate. You gonna, Cheers for the potty. I've got to go to work. You're going to outro it? Huh? Uh, what's the outro? Anything you want, bro. Anything you want. Uh, bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe all the content that's coming your way. Hit us up on Instagram at lanesmedia underscore all under capitalized letters. Thanks for listening, guys. But most importantly, have a great day.